Hi, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective. So in today's episode, everybody, we're going to be talking about an issue that is close to Ethan's heart. <laughs> a couple of years ago, some guy in China, he decided he was going to edit the genes of a baby or actually two baby girls named Nana and Lulu. And this has caused a huge controversy going on about, you know, should we be able to edit the genes in humans? Should we be able to edit the future genes of babies before we have them or right as their babies without their consent? Uh, and Ethan is our local gene editing expert, as he wrote a winning essay last year for this glass uh, arts and writing competition. It was competition. not a winning. It was it, an honorary mention. Honorary mention is winning in my book. They gave you a Thank you, Josh. I'm glad that I have your recognition. So, Ethan, because you're a winner, tell <laughs> us tell us a little bit about gene editing. Uh, gene editing. It's an interesting technology that's very new. And basically what it is, it's any techniques used that that go into the cells of a human body and they edit the actual genome of certain cells. And what this does, it can do a lot of things. It can uh, be used in medical purposes for preventing diseases or infections or cancers. It can be used in other aspects as well. And anything really that you can imagine that you can, that a gene controls, it controls pretty much any function of the human body that gene editing can control that so, in theory. So is Am I right to say that I'm not 100% sure? Don't they gene edit crops such as corn and, and barley and wheat to make sure that they don't get diseases? Yeah, they do. They uh, that's what it's in use right now. So it's not just for humans; they can use it for animals, and in a very uh, successful sense, they use it for crops to make them. Uh, I think they use it to not get diseases. Maybe they use it also to last longer or be more productive. I'm not exactly sure, but they oh, use I it think they do it to to increase the protein. Um, yeah. And so it's just a great way to make sure that the crops more, you get more out of it. And they've been widely successful in that aspect. So now they're thinking, how can we use this in humans? And so they, in a more recent aspect, they developed something called CRISPR. CRISPR is a technology in the gene editing class that basically what it does, it uses the Cas9 protein and a guide RNA and it alters the genome. And basically the guide RNA and the Cas9 protein, they locate a section of the, of the DNA that they want to alter and they edit it. They either cut it uh, remove it or they replace it with something else or they change it in some way they do tiny edits and you know those small edits ha can have huge effects and they can do things like uh, prevent uh, a certain disease in an offspring it can prevent cancer it can fix male infertility it can even prevent and cure certain STDs like HIV and actually can practically be used really for any medical purpose in the sense that it's such a new technology with so much future potential that scientists are always uh, in the last few years finding new purposes for this. So for those two kids in China, Nana and Lulu, who were who had their genes edited uh, in 2018 by Dr. He Jiankui, the genes that were being edited for theirs were genes that made them susceptible to HIV. So right. Yeah. So one of the parents, uh, they had HIV. And they didn't want both the of the child. parents, I think. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it was both. I think actually, yeah, it was both. They had HIV and they didn't want their child to, their children to have HIV from birth, have a chance of having it. And so they, they, they went to Dr. Gianquery, or maybe he went to them. I don't know for sure. But they used this technology, uh, use CRISPR to edit the 
sperm and egg cell. I think it was just no, I think it was the sperm cell. Yeah, um, of the father to not carry the HIV in the genome in his sperm, and they basically edited it using CRISPR to just not carry that. And then eventually, what that what I'm doing is it when those kids are born, they were born free of HIV. You know, they're obviously just kids. We don't know a whole lot about the about the potential effects of it later down in the road, but so far they look pretty healthy and they look like they don't have HIV. Despite the moral questions it poses, it's unbelievable that humans have gotten to the point where you can edit out some genes from our genome. It shows our, well, you know, we can, we can change the world. We can change our universe. We can change, you know, the, the earth and the climate. And now we can change our own bodies and our own genes on the scale of a cell, which is, you know, the nano scale. As soon as the doctor performed the procedure and, and he announced it to, to the whole world, there was extreme backlash from the whole scientific community. You know, rightfully so. It's a right. new- he- he did something very illegal. He did not have the approval needed. He went behind the backs of the government and the medical institutions that were there. And he lied about a lot of things. And so he got fired, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got fired. I think he might have lost his medical license. Anyway, he, he deserved what happened to him. However, the technology that actually he did, that should not be associated with the bad stuff that you know went along with the, the lying and the cheating he did. So I guess we, before we should talk about the possible downsides, we should talk about the possible upsides. It can prevent cancer, HIV, Goucher's disease. They talk a lot about how it can prevent defects in babies. A lot of babies, like 3% of babies are born with, with birth defects. It can prevent a lot of those defects before these babies are born. A huge one is male infertility, which causes a lot of couples of not, to not be able to have kids. Yeah, and to that end, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the technology has the potential down the road to be applied to anything, uh, any medical disease or any cancer, any, any phenomenon that occurs in the body that is inherited or that occurs in the genome. Because if it's in the genome, well, you can edit it. Now, obviously, some things are very complicated. A lot of things have to do with multiple genes. So maybe it's not uh, practical right now, but down the road, 100 years from now, who knows what we'll be able to do. Now, another bad side. What about... The- People have coined a term called designer babies, you know, where you can edit the skin color or the hair color, the eye color, or the personality traits uh, of kids before they're born um, while they're, you know, maybe while they're still fetuses or as eggs and sperm. So is it possible, Ethan? Well, Josh, a lot of things like diseases are only, are only affected by one gene or by one mutation. But other things like personality, like hair color, like physical traits, like uh, personality traits, like intelligence, they're caused by a lot of genes. And it's quite frankly, pretty complicated. And doctors don't know a lot about it. Scientists don't know a lot about this. And so right now, it's never going to happen. Designer babies aren't a thing that we need to worry about right now. However, as we mentioned, you know, this is a technology that only has growth, it can, you know, take off. And if we implement this, it's gonna, we're gonna learn more and more about it as we study it. And so who knows, maybe in 50 to 100 years, we will be able to figure out how do we edit things like personality and physical traits. So once we start editing diseases out of the genome today, in 50 or 100 years, we could edit other things out. So the question now becomes, maybe it's moral to edit diseases out, right? You're, you're saving lives. That sounds pretty moral to a lot of people. What happens when we get to the point where we can start developing and editing the hair color, the personality um, and, and the, the really who this baby who, or who these you know, fetuses will become when they become real people and grow up. 
yeah. we, have, we have all that technology, even if the government does regulate it to some degree or the international community regulates it, it's still going to happen illegally, like, like the doctor in China. What he did was illegal. He was still able to do it. We, we're progressing towards a point where we, we start doing things immorally, where we're moving towards that even right now, if it is moral. Yeah, that's true. A lot of things can happen illegally. And also, the more we use gene editing and more, the more it becomes a socially accepted technology and concept, the more that designer baby gene editing uh, concepts will also be more socially acceptable because it's less of a crazy idea. You know, now that seems just so crazy down the line because even using it for medical purposes isn't, is a relatively new idea. But as that gets implemented into our society, our views on this will change. And so what's going to happen is, you know, down the road, if this gets, uh, if this becomes a huge thing, is that changing uh, physical characteristics, intelligence, personality traits, that could actually, you know, become a reality. And you know who's going to get it? The rich, because this is not a cheap technology. Obviously, prices are going to go down a lot as it becomes more widely available. But at first, the people who are going to get this technology are the very wealthy society, the very successful people. And the 1% of, the, of our society will be able to change uh, their kids to be really pretty or really successful or really intelligent. And so that, that's terrible. I mean, it's just going to make even more of a socioeconomic gap between uh, in our you know, community. That is not only true about designer babies, but it can also be applied to the near future with only editing out diseases like HIV or, or some cancers or Goucher's disease. The rich will be able to edit out these diseases from their kids and the poor will not. And what's the answer to this? I believe it's time. With any medical treatment, it starts off expensive. And as time goes down, it becomes more widely accepted in society. They're able to figure out ways to produce it on a larger scale. Um, The manufacturing technologies improve and the price goes way down. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Penicillin, when it was first introduced, it cost upwards of $70,000 per dose. And now, you know, less than a century later, one dose of penicillin costs, you know, only $5 or less. And so, you know, it's difficult to imagine that uh, gene editing therapy can, you know, be so cheap as it's so expensive right now. But as any medicine and technology has proven that it works, the price will go down over time. And while it sucks that, you know, maybe only some people will get to use this technology right now, hopefully sooner rather than later, everyone will be able to use it. That's maybe your goal, Ethan. Personally, I don't think it should be developed. For what reason? First, the fear of the designer baby. Once you start developing these technologies, I don't think you can stop. You know, you can create some guidelines and they may be in effect and working for 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 years. In the long term, people are going to eventually be able to find ways around them or get them voted into law where, where you'd be allowed to edit what your kid looks like or create designer babies, you know, in quotes. And I just think that's ethically and morally wrong. To some degree, we have to let humanity be like it's been for 250,000 years, where we as humans can't change the world around us and can't change ourselves. Once we start changing every little aspect of our world, that's when we try to make it a utopia. You know, we start making everything perfect and we have less genetic diversity. The problem with gene editing is the unknown. And the unknown can be so incredibly disastrous to to our history as humans, as people, and and to natural selection as a whole, even though natural selection doesn't work now. But then once we start editing our own genes, it's on a whole new level. It'll change our history books forever. Well, we'll see. We don't know where this 
crazy new technology will go in the next decade and few decades. But I'll say one thing, it's definitely very promising. And whether we like it or not, it looks like it's going to be used in some shape or form. But it's food for thought. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That is going to conclude this week's episode of The Young Perspective. You can find more of us at our website on theyoungperspective.net. It's a new domain. Go check it out. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. Um, we're constantly, you know, doing behind the scenes stuff. We have somebody helping us, Marissa Bishop, who uh, who's doing our Instagram. She's doing a great job. Go check out the work she's doing for The Young Perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And this was The Young Perspective.